all right, all right, okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It is LJ Talks Facts right here. Expensive Facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are enjoying your Tuesday afternoon so far. I'm doing pretty good. This is my NHL 2022 Stanley Cup prediction. So sorry I didn't get to do it yesterday. I was a little bit busy yesterday. So now getting to do it today right here. So in this series right here, in the Stanley Cup final, we have the Tampa Bay Lightning, the third year in a row that they've made to the Stanley Cup final versus the Colorado Avalanche. So I believe this is the very first time since the 2000-2001 season where the Colorado Avalanche have made the Stanley Cup. I believe they beat the Devils in seven that year. And those Devil teams in the early 2000s were really good, especially the Avalanche teams as well. But now the Avalanche are back here in the Stanley Cup, and they do have home advantage over Tampa Bay. They do have home advantage, so that could play into a factor. It actually could, but we'll see. So now let's look how both teams got here. So the Colorado Avalanche in the first round ran right through the Nashville Predators. They swept them. The Predators didn't have a chance. It was just one and done. The best chance the Predators had in that series was winning game two. And, they, you know, they lost. They lost in the second game in overtime. Two to one. It was a very close game. I don't think Soros was starting that game. I believe they're... Their backup started that game, and he held his own. So you can't blame him. The Predators, <laughs> I mean, I kind of thought they were going to get one win over Colorado, but no. Not at all. Then when Soros came back for Game 3 and Game 4, Colorado lit him up. That's just the kind of team Colorado is, right? Colorado is right there. You know, and Nashville just could not handle Colorado's offense at all. Their defense got picked apart. Like, it was really just sad to see. It really was. They really, really did. Like, again, Nashville just didn't stand a chance at all. They just absolutely didn't. I want to see if Darcy Kemper... Is going to be playing here in the Cubs. I know Francois did play against Edmonton. I want to see if Kemper is going to be available. Because if Francois was playing, I, mean, I don't know about that one. Let's take a look. See, the last time Darcy Kemper played, let's see, it was against Edmonton on the 31st. Was that game one? I believe that was game one. And I think he got hurt. So I don't know if he's going to be... I forgot he played for the Coyotes fucking last year. I totally forgot about that, which is crazy. I really, really forgot. Holy shit. Let's see. i going to take a look at his injury update. I'll take a quick look. So what I'm trying to find... See, will he be available for game one? So he hasn't played since game one against Edmonton. Let's see. He was doubtful to return. He didn't return at all. And Francois played game two, game three, and game four. And yeah, he got the shutdown in game two. Let's take a look. He said he's 100%, so he said it back on June 9th. So it looks like Kemper might be playing then. We'll see if he's a little bit rusty at all. So we know that Kemper is 100%, so most likely he will play in Game 1, which is tomorrow. 
So we'll definitely we'll definitely see. So most likely he should be able to play. He definitely should be able to play. And Francois played Francois played pretty good in game two, game three, and game four against Edmonton. He definitely he definitely did. He really played good against them. So I'll give him a lot of credit. Um, but yeah, so Darcy Kemper most likely should be able to play in game one tomorrow. We'll see if he's a little bit rusty, though. That's the one thing you have to look out for. And he has been banged up here in the playoffs. He was banged up against Nashville because he didn't play game four against them. Played the whole series against the Blues. Played pretty good. And they got hurt in game one against Edmonton, so... We'll see how he does then. See, I, I, I knew his name was a little bit familiar. I forgot that he played with the Coyotes. That's the thing I forgot right there. I forgot he was with them. Like, oh my gosh. I, I can't believe I actually forgot. But after they swept Nashville, you know, they played a grueling series against the Blues. The Blues are the only team that's pushed them to their limit. They went six games with the Blues, and I, I was correct about that. I, I said the Avalanche were going to win six games. And they did, but the Blues gave them a fight. You know, the Blues came back in Game 5 and got a huge win. You know, and in Game 6, it looked like the Blues had the game in the bag for a little while, but Colorado just stepped it up in the third period, and that was that. You know, but the Blues are the only team to beat the Avalanche here in the playoffs so far. They beat them twice. I think it was Game 2 and Game 5. I know Game 5 they won an OT. I think Game 2 was the other one that they won. So they're the only team to beat Colorado here in the playoffs so far. And I'll give them a lot of credit. You know, because the reason why I said the Blues were going to push it, because, you know, they have a lot of veterans. They've been to the Cup before. They're going to push. They weren't going to get swept. That wasn't going to happen. So they gave Colorado a fight. And then Colorado versus Edmonton. I thought Edmonton was going to win two games, but they got swept. I couldn't even believe it, honestly. Like, I watched I watched most of uh, Game 3, and then I watched a little bit of Game 4, where Colorado won an OT. But, man, Mike Smith really screwed over Edmonton. He was terrible, Mike Smith. And I did say I had concerns about Mike Smith, and, my God, he was bad. He was so fucking bad. I think his best game, I'd say, was had, had to be Game 3. But he did allow, like, a weak goal in the third period that gave Colorado back the lead. And then he made like a spectacular save a couple minutes later. It's like, how? how? How does that happen? No, but he was he was seriously bad, Mike Smith. He really was. Like he really screwed Edmonton. Edmonton's offense was fine, other than getting shut out in game two. They were fine. They did everything they could. They did everything they could. But I can't believe they got swept. Like honestly, I could not believe it. It was so shocking. I mean, we know Colorado's good, but I thought Edmonton was at least going to get to them in two of the games, but nope. For everything Edmonton did, Colorado always answered back. Got to give them credit. That's what good teams do. They just kept answering back and answering back. Just Edmonton just, there's only so much you can do. And Edmonton had a really good run, you know. I mean, well, they beat, they beat up on a bad, you know, Kings team, but hey, I mean, they beat up on a pretty good, healthy Calgary team. That was actually very shocking, honestly. Like, they exposed Calgary, but Colorado exposed them. 
Like, by all means, I didn't think Edmonton was going to win the series, but I thought, oh, they'll probably get two wins against Colorado, but nope. Not even that. Not even that. Colorado has been a juggernaut. I mean, you could say they have been better than the Lightning because, well, they've won more games. I mean, not won more games. They've won, of course, the equal amount of games, but they've they got two sweeps. The Lightning do have a sweep under their belt here in the playoffs, but Colorado's got two. So you got to give Colorado a lot of credit on that one. Got to give them a lot of credit. And you know Colorado's going to be rocking tomorrow. We do know the Stanley Cup Final will be on ESPN or ABC, which is pretty cool. You know, it's a nice little... I, I do like the move on ESPN and ABC because it's a throwback. That's what it used to be like. And that's how it should have been all these years. I think after the 0304 season, they stopped doing it. I think that's when they moved to NBC. And NBC was fine for a long time. But ABC's where it's worked at. It's where the history's at. You know what I mean? That's just how it is. That's just how it is. I think next year it'll probably be on TNT, which will be nice. So I guess, yeah, they'll rotate, you know, ABC. That's what they should do for the, the NBA, honestly. Like, put it on TNT next year. You know, it would be really cool to, like, hear, like, Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, Ernie Johnson, Shaq at halftime in the finals. We haven't seen that. It's always just been on ESPN. It's been on ABC, excuse me. You know what I mean? Got to change it up a little bit. But um, again, with the Colorado Avalanche, they have completely been a juggernaut. That's, <laughs> that's all I could say right there. They have been a complete juggernaut throughout the playoffs right here. The Blues, the only team that pushed them to their limit. They went six games with them. Got to give them credit. Got to give them a lot of credit right there. That's all I could say. But now we get to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Look at their journey getting here. They played a grueling first-round series against the Toronto Maple Leafs. They went seven games. I did say Tampa in seven. I did say Tampa in seven. And I was kind of surprised that I was correct about that, honestly. Like, I was actually like surprised it went seven games. Because I thought, okay, Toronto is going to get exposed. I mean, Toronto... Honestly, they held their own against Tampa Bay. Like, I hate Toronto, but they held their own. Got to give them credit. I'll give them credit where credit's due. You know, they held their own against um, Tampa. Went seven games. I'll give them credit. They still lost, but I'll give them credit for going seven games against a two-time, you know, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions right here. I'll give them credit. You know, but the Lightning, they... They show up in the big game right there. They showed up in game seven. That's what they do, and so did Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky always shows up in those big games. And then they play the Florida Panthers at the Battle of Florida, and they swept the Panthers. I actually was really surprised because I said Tampa in six. I gave Florida the benefit of the doubt. Okay, they'll win two games against them, and that'll be it. But you had to know there was definitely problems within the Panthers because they struggled to beat the Capitals, and the Capitals are an old team right here. I mean, they're still good. But the Panthers, are a lot, they're a lot younger. They're a lot faster. They shouldn't have beat the Capitals in six. They probably could have swept the Capitals. They, honestly, honestly, they could have. You know, they had to grind to beat the Capitals. I mean, the Panthers are still a young team. They're very inexperienced in a way. They've had a few guys that have been there to the playoffs. So they're still very inexperienced. I get it, but I mean, come on. Just what the fuck. 
And the fact that Tampa swept, especially in game two when Tampa scored late, I was like, oh my god. You almost have to feel bad for the Panthers. And I do, honestly. The Panthers do have passionate fans. They were in the cup back in 96. They finally won a playoff series against Washington. You know, they there was their first playoff series win since 96. You know, it, it really was a shame to see them get swept by Tampa, but it's like, oh, my God. And Tampa had a long layoff until they met the New York Rangers. And believe me, I was frightened for a little bit because the Rangers did win the first two games. And the Lightning, they looked very off. You could say they looked rusty. Vasilevsky looked horrible in game one. Game two, he stepped it up a little bit. They lost three to two, I believe. And I was like, holy shit, the Rangers actually might go to the cup. Like, what the fuck? They actually might beat the Lightning. I was, like, getting so afraid. I was watching game three. They went up 2 nothing. the Rangers. And I'm like, holy shit, they're really about to go up 3-0. But then Tampa scored three straight goals. And after the Rangers went up 2 nothing in game three, they scored three goals combined after that. One goal in each game. One goal in game four. I think uh, I think Panarin scored. Game five of Lindgren had the only goal. And game six was Vetrano. And I will say this, though. For the Rangers, Chesterkin, it was not his fault, obviously. The Rangers' offense completely disappeared after they went up 2-0 in game three. I believe it was Zabanajan that made it 2-0 in game three. After that goal, they had nothing left in the tank. Offensively, they had nothing. They had nothing at all. And... Gerard Gallant benching Capococco in game six. That's a little bit of a head-scratcher, honestly. So, and who knows? Caco might leave the Rangers now. I mean, who knows? Because I believe he's a restricted free agent, so a team could make, you know, an offer sheet for him. You know, we'll see. So... We'll see what happens there, honestly. We'll have to wait and see what happens. So, I mean, and, and here's the thing. Like, I did say I was going to talk about the Rangers a little bit. You know, of course, I'm happy they got eliminated, of course, because I'm an Islanders fan. So, of course, it makes me happy. But um, I will give the Rangers a lot of credit. You know, this is a team I didn't expect to even get to the conference finals. You know, but they fought hard all year. The one thing that really killed the Rangers was the 5-on-5 five five game. I did say... It was going to catch up to him eventually. You know, that 5-on-5 five five game was going to hurt them. I think two out of the last three goals they scored was on the power play. Because Lindgren's goal was 5-on-5. Five five. But I believe Panarin and... If Toronto's goal I know was on the power play, I believe Panarin's was as well. But then also here's the thing. If Ryan Strom hits that open net right there, because he had a wide open net. If he gets the puck on the stick right there, you know, I want to sound like Captain Obvious, but if he scores right there, the Rangers win game five. They probably still lose Game Six, but Game Seven would be tonight, and you never know what can happen in Game Seven. You just never know. You never know what can happen in Game Seven. Vasilevsky could get lit up. Shesterkin could get lit up. You just you never know. You just never never know, honestly. So you never know. But I'll give the Lightning credit right there. Defensively, they got so much better. After they won game three. Or after, again, after the Rangers went up 2 nothing, <laughs> They had nothing. They absolutely had nothing, the Rangers. They just didn't. And you can't blame Shesterkin because he's, he's a scapegoat. Because Shesterkin, Shesterkin is great. He is really good. He's not at Vasilevsky's level. Nobody's at Vasilevsky's level. 
like Shesterkin and Sorokin are in their own tier. Vasilevsky is just on a God-level tier. You cannot get close to him. You just can't. Of course, Vasilevsky has his moments where he gets lit up. He got lit up in Game 1 against the Rangers. He, he really got lit up. They scored six goals on him. I'll give the Rangers a lot of credit. They got to him in Game 1. But after that, he was able to settle down. Only allowed three goals in Game 2. Then it was two, and then one, one, one. <laughs> I mean, I think the Vitrano goal he probably could have had, honestly. It was a quick shot, so I'll give Vitrano credit with a nice slapper right there. But um, yeah, in reality, though, Vasilevsky is the best goaltender in the world. There's nobody better than him. There's absolutely nobody better than Vasilevsky. If you think Shesterkin's better, even if you think Sorokin's better, you're wrong. They don't come close. They just don't. I'm an Islanders fan. I'm not going to say Sorokin's at Vasilevsky's level. He's not. One, he's only played two seasons. And two, just no. Just no. You would sound so delusional if you say any goaltender is better than Vasilevsky right now. If you were saying this a couple of years ago, before they made their cup run, then that's different. You would say Vasilevsky's one of the best goalies in the world, but you wouldn't say he's the best a couple of years ago, like in 2019. But now here in 2022... Vasilevsky is the best goaltender in the world. He just is. There's nothing There's nothing else left to say right there. He's very human. He's very beatable. He really is at times. But the guy's a fucking great goaltender. He's the best goaltender in the world. There's nobody better than him. Nobody comes close. There's nobody that comes close to Vasilevsky. There just, it just isn't. There just isn't anybody better than Vasilevsky at this point. There's just there's nobody better. And speaking of point, let's see if Braden Point actually plays in this series because he did practice in Game 6 in the warm-up. So let's take a quick look if he does return. I believe he got hurt against... Was it Toronto he got hurt against? I think he did. So his status is unknown for Game 1, but he was a full participant in yesterday's practice. So... We don't know if we'll see Braden Point in this in this series because he only played in the Toronto series. So he hasn't played he didn't play against Florida, he didn't play against the Rangers. I mean Tampa, if they get Braden Point back, I mean obviously that's huge. Obviously that's huge, there's no doubt about it. Braden Point's amazing in the playoffs. So we'll see if he does come back. I think at some point in this series he will. I don't think he'll play game one or game two, but I think he will play in either game, between game three to game five, he'll actually get in. Because there isn't going to be a sweep in this series. These two teams are so evenly matched. It's not like Tampa and Montreal last year, because it was just really, it it was not an evenly matched series. I mean, I did pick the Canadians in seven, because the Canadians had such a great story. You know, coming back to beat Toronto in seven, they were down 3-1, they beat, uh, I think it was Winnipeg in the second round they beat, and then they went up against Vegas, was a really good team last year, and they beat them. I thought, you know what, they'll have a nice story against Tampa Bay. I was wrong. I was wrong. So, this series, I believe, will go to seven. I do believe it will, because they're so evenly matched. If, if this was Edmonton and Tampa, I'd say Tampa beats them in five. They would beat them in five, or maybe they, they would even sweep them. Because, just, I don't think Edmonton would have a shot, honestly. I don't think they would. Um, But yeah, both teams' journeys right here, getting to the Stanley Cup final, it's been great. 
you know, you could say the Colorado Avalanche, it has been, it has been better for them because they did sweep Nashville and they did sweep Edmonton, which is very surprising. I mean, I'm not surprised they swept Nashville, but Edmonton was pretty surprising, honestly. And it was surprising that Tampa swept Florida in the second round. It was actually really surprising. It really was. It actually really was. So, like I said, these two teams are just very evenly matched. There's just no denying that. You know, I don't think any team will take a 2 nothing lead in this series. I don't think any team will have, a, you know, like a... I don't think any team in this series will have, like, a two-lead margin in this series. That's just my opinion, honestly. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it's going to be very evenly matched till game seven and game seven will be in Colorado so that's that's gonna be something that's gonna be something you know Colorado's gonna be rocking because like, like I'm saying there will be a game seven in this series you know the Lightning are looking at three P right here they're looking to make history they're trying to get to the Islanders history when the Islanders won four straight Stanley Cups in a row I mean can they do that well first they gotta win their third in a row and we'll see what happens you know the Avalanche they're trying to get back on top right here for the very first time since the 2000, 2001 season. So we know the Lightning, they have they have three Stanley Cups. They won in 0304, they won in 1920, and they won last season. So you look at the Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cups, I believe they have two. I believe they have two Stanley Cups. And they do, 95-96 and 2001, excuse me, 2000-2001. So there you go, all right. And I think this is the very... I think this is actually the only third time they've actually been to the Stanley Cup. Because the both times they went to the Stanley Cup, they won the Cup. They beat the Panthers and they beat the Devils. So there you go on that one. So you could say the odds are pretty good for Colorado. I mean, you could say... You could argue that, and that would be the truth, honestly. Their numbers... Numbers are definitely in their favor. But this is going to be a really fun series. It's, going to be, it's actually going to be really exciting. Like I said, because they're so evenly matched. They are so evenly matched. It's like unbelievable. You know, it's not like one team overshadows the other one. Like last year's Stanley Cup. Or you could say back-to-back Stanley Cup. Because Dallas, Dallas really didn't match up with Tampa. Other than Golden. Because Bishop was still good a couple of years ago. So I guess you could say... Bishop matched up with Vasilevsky a little bit, but... And you can say Price, he matched up with Vasilevsky last year because Price was good in the Stanley Cup final last year. You can't blame him. He did everything he could last year, so... Like I said, both teams are very evenly matched. I mean, obviously, Vasilevsky is better than Kemper and Francois combined. You know, the defense very evenly matched on both sides. And offensively... You probably give Colorado the edge offensively because that's if Point is still hurt and if he doesn't, because I don't think he's going to play in the first couple of games. You know, with Colorado with their offense, man, McKinnon, Ratnan, Landon Stog, I mean, Jesus Christ. So, I mean. Offensively, I think Colorado has the edge on Tampa, but defensively and goaltending, defense wins championships. Tampa has the edge right there. 
That's what I think, honestly. You know, Tampa's been here before twice. You know, it's their third straight year going back to the Stanley Cup final. It's going to be a hell of a series. That's all I'm going to say. Tomorrow is going to be a very exciting game. Colorado's going to be rocking, especially, you know, in game three when Tampa goes back home. It's going to be 1-1. Again, I don't think anybody's going to go up 2-0 in this series at all. I don't think anybody's going to have a two, like a like a two-game lead margin on anybody in this series. I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen at all. And I don't see anybody getting swept because, again, they're so, they're so evenly matched. I can't see either team getting swept. I just don't see it. But Tampa knows how to win those big games right there. I mean, I'll give the Rangers credit after they won game one. You know, Vasilevsky had like an undefeated record of like 17-0 after a loss in the playoffs, and the Rangers beat him in game two. So they broke that streak. And after they broke that streak, Tampa said, okay, this is it. I mean, Tampa has built up a dynasty. Whether you like it or not, this is they're their dynasty right now. They are. They absolutely are. They win this year. They, they are a dynasty. There's nothing more you could say. I mean, I know it's going to rub people the wrong way. Believe me, it rubs me the wrong way because I'm an Islanders fan. What Tampa has done to us in the playoffs over the years, beating us in 3 4 beating us in 15-16, then back-to-back years, you know, in the 1920 season and last season, it hurts. It absolutely hurts. It does. And that's a funny thing, though, about Tampa. That's a very funny thing about them. You know, they just always seem to just beat the Islanders. They always, well, I shouldn't say it always seems that way. They just do. And three out of the four times they've beaten us, they went to the Cup because they lost to Pittsburgh in the conference finals in the 15-16 season. But besides the point, but now getting to my prediction right here. Again, like I said, it's going to be a very exciting series that will go to seven games. Colorado does have the edge offensively. Even if point does come back, I still think they have the edge offensively. But defensively and goaltending, Tampa Bay has the edge. And like I said, defense wins championships. Defense wins championships. That's what I've been saying. I've been saying defense wins just wins championships. So my prediction right here between the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Lightning in seven games over the Colorado Avalanche. That's my prediction. I had to think about it, though, because I was, you know, I was talking in my last episode. I was doing the Rampage review. Like I said, I have a prediction in my head right now, but it could change. That was the prediction in my head. It didn't change. So I got the Lightning in seven. I got the Lightning in seven over the Avalanche. Does it pain me to say it? Yeah. Do I want the Lightning to win? No, I want Colorado to win. But I'm not going to pick Colorado because I want them to win. I don't feel like they're going to. I feel like, you know, once Game 7 comes around on June 28th, I think Tampa Bay is going to beat them. Vasilevsky might even get a shutout. And he shows up in those big games. Tampa knows how to win those games. They just know how to win. They just know how to win. That's just plain and simple as that right there. They know how to win. 
That's just how it is. That's just how it is right there. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else more you want me to say. That's just how it is. That's just how it is right there. There's nothing else I could say. Nothing else more I could say right there. Again, by all means, I don't want Tampa winning this series. I don't. I just don't. It, it will really hurt if they do three-peat. But I'll give them credit if they do three-peat, you know? I, am I going to be pissed off? I'm not going to be pissed. I'm just going to be like, damn, like, what the fuck? They just won't go away. That's just how they are. All these playoff series they won. They won 11 straight playoff series. I mean, that, you have to think about it. When they got swept by Columbus in the 18-19 season, that was a wake-up call. I mean, because there's going to be a documentary on the Tampa Bay Lightning in the future. Whether they win this series or not, that was the biggest wake-up call you could say in a long time. That was a wake-up call after they got swept by Columbus. And Tampa Bay won the President's Trophy that year. They won the President's Trophy that year. And since then, the teams that they have stomped on to get to where they're at. The 1920 season, they beat the Colum- they got revenge on the Columbus Blue Jackets in five games. They beat the Bruins in five games. They beat my Islanders in six games. And they beat the Stars in the finals in six games. And they fast forward to the, uh, the next season. They beat the Panthers in the first round in six games. Beat the Hurricanes in five games. Beat my Islanders in seven. Beat the Canadians in five in the Cup. And now this year, they beat the Leafs in seven beat the Panthers in a, in a sweep and, and they beat the Rangers in six so they've had a nice long journey getting here and it pains me to say that but they are a dynasty they are a dynasty we haven't seen a team like this since the New York Islanders back in the 80s where they used to stomp on everybody and do I think Tampa will win four in a row again? They gotta win. They gotta win this year to get to next year, obviously. And here's the thing: Is Colorado capable of beating Tampa? Yes. I'm not gonna doubt Colorado and say, "Oh no, they won't beat Tampa at all. They have no shot." They have a shot. It all comes down to Darcy Kemper right here. If he says he's 100, let's see it. Because if, if he plays tomorrow and he gets lit up, then uh, I don't know about that one, Chief. I don't know. I don't know what I could say right there if he plays game one and he gets and he gets lit up. I don't know. You know what I mean? So it really it's really it's I don't want to say game one's gonna determine the series, but if Kemper plays bad, there's only so much your offense could do for you. There's only so much that offense can do. And Colorado's offense is stacked. But again, Tampa's defense and Vasilevsky. Can, is, can Colorado figure them out? I don't know. I don't think they can. I mean, Vasilevsky will have his moments where he looks rattled. But you know he'll bounce back. That He always does. He always does. That's just how it is. And Colorado's had a long layoff. That's the thing right there. That might hurt them a little bit. It hurt the Lightning in the first two games against the uh, the Rangers. So that long layoff, it's been a while. It's been a while, so they could come out pretty rusty tomorrow. But again, like I said, I'm going with the Tampa Lightning in seven games over the Colorado Avalanche. Again, it pains me to say it. 
But that's just how I feel about it. But alright guys, I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. The next time I'll talk to you guys will be on Thursday for my uh, AEW Road Ranger review. We're going to talk about the whole, you know, Jeff Hardy situation in that episode. I'm not going to make it like as a whole episode. I'll do it in that review right there and give my thoughts on it. And I might talk to you guys on Friday. That's if the Golden State Warriors win the series against Boston because game six is on Thursday. And Golden State's up 3-2. to two. I did say it would go seven games and Boston will win. So either, either Friday or next Wednesday, I'll talk about the NBA Finals because I am going away from Sunday to Tuesday. So if there is a Game 7, that will be on Sunday. But Game 6 is on Thursday and Golden State might end it, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But of course, you know, I will talk with you guys about uh, Rampage on Saturday. That's a guarantee. But all right. I hope you guys enjoy this episode right here. Enjoy the rest of your day. And I'll talk to you guys on Thursday to review AEW Road Rager. Talk to you guys then.